Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening. Good evening, everyone. God bless you. Thank you so much for those that are tuning in, those that are going to be coming in. We thank God for you on tonight. This is Praise Tabernacles Church's uh, Tuesday night Bible study, and we thank God. We give thanks to God for another opportunity just to come before him and come before his people with the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're praying that you have had a great week and that you are encouraged. We do have uh, some that are on our prayer list, um, uh, Elder Oliver, which will be our speaker of the night. I want you to keep him lifted in prayer, his family, uh, Brother Wendell Martin and his family. Uh, keep them in prayer. Also, Sister Kenya Siggers and her family. Keep these in prayer. And as we go throughout, whoever else that we may can think of at the time, uh, the Oglesby family, well, all of us, all of us, just, just keep each other in prayer. We have another great study on tonight. As we said, we'll be headed by our very own Elder Derek Oliver, Mr. Chaos himself. Uh, not sure who all will be on. We know the Tobert family is, is out of town, so let's thank God, praying for them that they'll have safe travels uh, back. Um, you know, whenever they get ready to come on back home. So we're not going to... Uh, for long the time, we're going to say a word of prayer, and then the next voice you hear will be that of Elder Derek Oliver to be leading us into our Bible study on tonight. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. We glorify your name because you're good. You are a good God. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves, and we just appreciate you for allowing us another opportunity to be in our right mind to even have a Bible study and to discuss and encourage concerning the word of God. We just thank you and we appreciate you for all that you've done, all that you're doing for us and through us. And we commend this service into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Elder Oliver. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Uh, Can everybody hear me okay? Can everybody hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You sound good. All right. Okay. Just wanted to make sure everyone can hear me. Um, I just want to thank the Lord uh, for giving me another opportunity to be here and another opportunity to share his word. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world, and, and, you know, we could be a number of places, but thank God for the ones that called in, that's tuned in uh, to get a word from the Lord. Um, It shows – it just shows – spiritually maturity uh, when you do it on your own and not out of a religious practice. You're just doing it because you want to learn uh, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, there was many reasons for me to uh, not speak tonight. I could have uh, put in a tape, and uh, I, I could have done that. And the Lord told me, no, we, we need you to, to, to get to acting like you normally act. Um, you know, we can't allow situations to dictate how we move because we ought to not let the situation dictate to us. We ought to dictate to the situation, especially if you're following Jesus Christ. And tonight, I'm at work right now, just so you know, um, so I'm going to move quickly. And and I've, I've sent the scriptures out. It's a very familiar scripture. I just want to look at a few things in here. I got some some things I want to pull out that I've never seen before personally. So y'all may have seen it, and y'all may have pulled out some things yourself. And and I'm I'm going to deal with a few things tonight, uh, and I'm going to be dealing with the crowd. I'm going to be talking a lot about the crowd. Uh, and, and, and we do this thing where we have to do crowd control. We have to control the crowd. And as Christians, it's very important that you control your crowd. And I'm going to show you, Brother uh, Bartimaeus is teaching me this uh, in this familiar this passage of scripture we're going to be uh, reading tonight, and that's Mark. If you have your Bibles or your apps or whatever you use in Mark, the, the tenth 
chapter, and I'm going to start in the 46th verse. Um, but I just also want to thank um, people from Praise Tabernacle last Sunday. Sunday, um, the ladies did another outstanding job, and I've been on fire since I heard the word. I've been, I was actually studying Peter, and something came on me Sunday when they was reading about Peter walking on the water, and it just really... I've been on fire ever since. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and Sister Belcher, she almost hit it when I was going. Um, but but I, I'm, I'm just going to share this with you, and then I'm going to get into the lesson, because I just feel that the Lord is all over me on tonight. It, I, I just feel it. I just feel the Lord is on me tonight. And I'm going to do this the way that normally Elder Oliver would do it. So I'm just going to go. And then I'm going to drop the mic. If y'all have any questions, anything you want to feed in, be my guest to do it. But I'm going to get happy because there's some things in here I never saw before. But I'm going to go back to Sunday just because I just want to try to help somebody. And they were talking about Peter walking on the water and, and, and how the disciples were scared. And, and, and they thought that it was a ghost. And Jesus spoke to them. And this is what really got me. He told the disciples to be of good cheer. And what really excited me was they were in a storm. And they couldn't see Jesus, but they heard Jesus. And a lot of times our situations that we get in, we may not can see Jesus, but we ought to be able to hear his voice. And it just really touched me because what Jesus spoke to them was be of good cheer in the middle of a storm. And see, right there, I, I, I lose it right there because I never saw that. I'd be of good cheer. But if you look at the situation they were in, he told them, and what he would tell us, no matter what situation you're in, Jesus is right there. Be of good cheer. We shouldn't be doubting anything regardless of what we're going through and regardless how we got there. We may have messed up. It could just be uh, nature. Whatever the situation may be, Jesus is telling us to be of good cheer. And that just really blessed me. The ladies really blessed me with, with the word on, on Sunday, and, and, and I'm blessed um, on tonight. And, again, you have your Bibles. We're going to go from Mark 10. And I'm going to read the, the 52, and then I'm going to tell you where I'm going to start at. But, but I'm going to be out of the King James Version, Mark 10, starting at 46. And it's very familiar, and, and, and then we're going to talk about the crowd in in the coat uh, a little bit. And uh, it says in 46, and I'm from the King James Version, and it came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Barnabas, the son of Terebus, sat by the highway side begging. And then when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. 48, and many charged him that he should hold his peace, and he cried the more a great deal, thy son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And as he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus, and then Jesus said unto him, What wait thou shall I do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now, I've preached this so many times, but tonight, there's a few things I just want to bring out. Verse 49, and I'm just going to take my time tonight and try to paint a picture for you. Verse 49, it starts off, and Jesus stood still. 48, he's going to go backwards. He was calling for Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then it also says that in the very beginning, he was on the side of the road, and he heard that Jesus was coming by. 
Now that 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 right there, I'm gonna try to just I'm gonna try to break it down. I got two points I'm gonna make tonight, and and when I get done, I'm gonna be done, and it won't be long. But it's gonna get good because we're gonna talk about the crowd and how we gotta have crowd control. Bartimaeus is teaching us crowd control. Now he was a beggar, and he was on the side of the road. And what I didn't know, I'd done a little studying, and I found out that beggars back then, the Roman government put a coat on them to identify them as being beggars. And, and, and they were put on the side of the road to beg. I didn't know that. So the coat that he had on was a coat from the government that he was allowed to be a beggar. And he was on the side of the road, and he would wake up every day begging. And as long as he was begging, when you read these scriptures, the crowd never said nothing to him. The crowd never told him to be quiet and stop begging because they were comfortable in the condition that he's in. And me, uh, uh, sometimes being in church a long time, get comfortable in the condition that I'm in, and ain't no one saying nothing to me because they know I'm not elevating myself in Christ. They're satisfied with me being on the side of the road begging. And this is what you got to see about our man. He was on the side of the road, and he was begging because that's what he had a license to do. He had a license to beg. The government gave it to him. He sat there, and he began to beg. And the crowd did not bother him. The crowd did not start telling him to be quiet. But before they told him to be quiet, you got to hear what happened. Jesus was coming through, and it says that Barnabas heard. See, the crowd is important because he heard through the crowd that Jesus was coming through. So it's important who you have around you. That's why you got to do crowd control. Everybody in the crowd ain't for you. But there's some people that should be in your crowd that should be telling you Jesus is coming by. Even though he couldn't see Jesus, he heard that Jesus was coming by. And because he heard Jesus was coming by, and they got to remember, he's a beggar. All he do is beg. He's been set up to be a beggar. He can't change. They don't want him to change. You've been licensed to beg to be in the condition that you're in. And a lot of people, including myself, we get caught up in being in a position that everybody thinks we should be in because they don't want us to change. And because they don't want us to change, they're not going to say nothing to you. But as soon as you start to change, your haters is going to become real and tell you to be quiet and to shut up. And see, what we got to have and what Bonamayas had is he had an initiative to do the opposite of what the crowd was telling him to do, crowd control. Crowd telling him to be quiet, he got louder. You got to look at the scripture. Crowd telling him, hold your peace, don't say nothing. Jesus is coming by. Well, the only person that can change him is Jesus. And a lot of us got life coaches, we got prayer groups, we got this type of group, and, and it's fine if you got it. But I'm going to speak for myself tonight. That's a bunch of hogwash. You need to have Jesus. If Jesus ain't the center of the attention and y'all meeting, drinking coffee, giving y'all own opinion of it, you're not going to never change. You're not going to change because of the crowd. If the crowd ain't preaching Jesus and what Jesus stands for, you're going to stay a beggar on the side of the road. But because he had an initiative to change, and see, and people say, you know, you got to be around the right people in the right time. Well, a lot of people go to school and they flunk out. A lot of people got good jobs and, and they lose them. And it's because of the initiative. If you don't have anything else out of tonight, you got to have an initiative to change for yourself. If you don't have initiative to change for yourself, you're going to end up being in the same condition, in the same place, year after year after year. And if you're hanging around the same crowd that's not preaching Jesus or saying Jesus, they're doing everything else. But Jesus, you're going to stay in that position. That's why it's very important. This crowd ministered to me because at first they didn't say nothing. Tell him to be quiet. And, Bishop, this is where I get excited. Jesus told them, because Jesus heard Bonamans calling him, he told the crowd to tell him to come in. And the crowd said, be of good cheer. And see how the crowd didn't work that quick? There's only been a few scriptures. In the beginning, they said, didn't say nothing. Then they said, be quiet. Now they're saying, be of good cheer. Jesus is calling you. And I always thought the miracle was in Bonamaeus getting his sight. But the miracle is in verse, I believe I said 49, 
and I just want you to see this, because a lot of times we think God's supposed to do everything he wants us to do, and that's not necessarily the case. But in verse 49, and I just lost it. Let me get it. Verse 49, and it said, And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Whenever you can make Jesus stand still because you're calling him, and for him to find you, that's the shout. We, I've been missing it and missing it and missing it because Jesus called him, and now the crowd who told him to shut up had to go get him and tell him to cheer up. That's just like the scripture that says that he prepared the table in, in front of your enemies or he's going to make your enemies your footstool. The same people that's been hating on you is going to be the same people that's going to elevate you. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, so I'm going to slow down here a little bit and see if anyone on the panel got anything they want to say before I move on. Doc, this is this, – I, no, I, you, you got me stirred up uh, with all this, but especially about the, about the coat and, and uh, about the Rome, Romans, uh, you know, how the government issued. And, and sometimes we can get so – caught up in the assistance of the government or by the people that we miss our opportunity to be self-sufficient through Jesus Christ. See, we can get so comfortable with the assistance and the sufficiency that we receive from others that we can miss the self-sufficiency that we have in Jesus Christ. In other words, where we can rely on him totally for everything we need. And you just said it. We, we're going to conferences. We, we're having prayer groups. We're having uh, all kinds of stuff, which, which you know, it, it, like you said, if it's not about Jesus, if it's not centered around Jesus and pointing you to Jesus, then what's the benefit of you just drinking coffee and eating donuts? Okay, so we, we uh, you know, you this is this is real good, man. I'm, you know, brought a man's and this. The crowd, right, I'm just going to leave it there. But, yeah, man, th- this is good. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Bishop. Um, it has blessed me when I'm going back reading scriptures because it's so true today that crowds, we want to please the crowd. And, and even in the modern-day church, um, um, we want to please the crowd. If the crowd shout, we shout. If the crowd sit, we sit. And, and, and we're controlled. But yet now I'm trying to get in a place in my life and in my ministry is why I have crowd control. And, and when you have crowd control, you don't let the crowd control you. You control the crowd. And see, one of the things was was he was on the side of the road, and he heard that Jesus. See, you got to be around people that's going to talk Jesus. And see, the crowd ain't all bad because someone was talking Jesus. He couldn't see Jesus because he was blind. He couldn't see it. And sometimes we get blind and we can't see Jesus, but we can always hear Jesus. And if your crowd ain't preaching Jesus and the true gospel of Jesus, you will never let Jesus stop. You will never, I don't care how much you call him, but if you ain't have the initiative to want to change, and, and I'm going to show you in the scripture the initiative to change, because Jesus, when he stood still and told them to go get him, he asked Bartimaeus a question. And and the thing about it is before he gets to the question, the fact that he stopped, because he was on his way to Calvary. He was on his way to Calvary. But he knew that Bartimaeus needed, needed something from him. And he had the initiative, Bartimaeus, to scream Jesus even louder because he wanted to change. He didn't want any possessions. He wanted to change. Jesus asked a question, and I believe, and it's just my opinion, say I'm wrong if I want to, Jesus couldn't ask that question in the church today, what do you want me to do for you? Because none of us will say anything about changing us. We will want prosperity, good health, but to change us. And you got to understand, he was a beggar. And he knew begging for money wouldn't change his condition. So you can have all the money, but you won't change. You can have every material thing you want, but you won't change because you don't have the initiative to have crowd control and scream Jesus' name. It's not that hard 
and it's not that difficult. All you got to do is scream Jesus. And when you scream Jesus, you're going to stop him, and he's going to try to find you if you're screaming for the right reason and if you have crowd control. See, I, I, I was listening to some people today, and I listened to some people yesterday, and I, and I don't care. I know a lot of people I, I told I was teaching tonight and they're listening, and even at work, I got people walking past the office wanting to hear me. And I'm trying to hold my peace, but yet I'm not going to hold my peace because I got something to say because Christ is in me, and I'm trying to get it out of me, but I'm not going to be dictated by the crowd. See, I have to be dictated by Jesus. And when people start preaching Jesus, and I told one preacher today, I'm going to talk about Barnabas, Lyme Barnabas, and, oh, you're going to do the nursery, you know, like he was all that deep. And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, you're a preacher, and, and you got all the answers, so I'm, I'm going to let you go. And then I allow other people to call and try to dictate to me how I should feel because I got bladder cancer. And some of them, woe is me. Well, you need to sit down, doc, take it easy, don't do too. Like I'm dead. Someone even described me as being Job. And and I, I bind that up in the name of Jesus. I'm nowhere near Job. Don't don't insult Job like that. And I'm not gonna say I'm nowhere near Job. I ain't got I didn't lose no kids. We got a condition. We've been here before. We got faith. We good. But the crowd wants me to stay on the side of the road, begging. And that keeps people happy. But soon as you try to change, and this is my first point I'm gonna make. I'm going to say this. I might get in trouble for it, but I don't need no one's permission to become a better me, or I don't need their participation. I'm going to say that again. I don't need nobody's permission to become a better me or their participation. What you mean? I learned this from Bonamass. He didn't need them to come around him and be a life coach. Because if you notice in the scriptures, the crowd was up and down. They didn't want to bother him when he was in a bad situation. And then when he tried to change, they tried to shut him up. And then when Jesus came along, uh, uh, they wanted to act spiritual and then say, okay, be of good cheer. And I like that because he didn't, that's the shout. When you can be of good cheer and Jesus is calling you, but he hasn't healed you. He hasn't blessed you yet, but he's calling you. And a lot of times we miss it because Jesus is calling us, but we think it's going to be in a miracle. We think it's going to be in, in, in possessions or, or, or uh, uh, good health. But just the fact that he called you, that's enough to shout about. And, see, that's, that's really all I got. That's, that's the shout, the fact that he called him. And when he called him, Jesus stood still. My question to you tonight, can you stand still? Can you make Jesus stand still by calling his name? What we do, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep talking about this because it's something that's messing the church up. Everyone wants to be a life coach. Everyone wants to have conferences and do this, and they're, they're making the gospel dictate to their life. And the gospel isn't supposed to be dictated to what you think is bad and good. The gospel is supposed to be to make you a better person in Christ. And whenever they make you a better person in Christ, you should have crowd control and get people upset because you're trying to become a better person. I'm happy with what Lord is doing with me. I'm happy. And I'm going to use the word happy. I'm going to say I have a lot of joy because of what God is showing in my life. I have a lot of joy because I see things that people really don't see. This week was a crazy weekend. I was sick, but the biggest blessing, and I don't want to take other people's testimony, but it's such a great testimony and a great feeling. And, and I kind of got this from my wife um, because when he, when he took off his coat, when he was Jesus told him to come, he took his coat off. It's like, the expiration of all the pain he was going through was over. It was like that's that was it. That was the expiration date. It's no more good. It's not going to work no more. That coat had no more meaning to him. 
And if anyone knows my wife, she's always, and she's taught me this in the six years I've been married, always look for the expiration date. Always look for, and I never, I thought she was crazy. What do you mean, look, I never knew certain things had expiration dates. I didn't know eggs had expiration dates. I, I didn't know. And I'm thinking about that thing spiritually, and it hit me that everything has an expiration. And when he threw his coat off, he was telling everybody in the crowd he's no longer going to accept what he's been, what he's become. And, and, and another point I'm going to make, and this was my second point, you can't move in your future continually, continually wearing the clothes from your past. You can't move forward if you still put the same clothes on. Something has to change. And if it doesn't change, you don't have the initiative to change it. And getting back to the expiration date, my wife taught me how to look at, you know, bread, milk. We knew, knew those had meat. Everything has an expiration date. Even the condition you're in right now has an expiration date. I was so happy for my wife because she found her father. I'm going to let her testify about it. But the fact that you see the smile of her and her father, they look like twins. And it was when you saw that the expiration date has expired, all of the pain and whatever she was going through to that point, when you can see that leave, it blessed my soul. It's her story, but I was blessed because I was connected to the change because there's a change. And, and, and it taught me when I was reading this, Bartimaeus was in a condition for a long time, but it had an expiration date. Don't get caught up with what everyone else thinks you ought to be. Don't get caught up in the world and thinking that you, because you go to church, you're in the right place. There's a lot of people in church that don't change. There's a lot of people that go to school that flunk out. There's a lot of people that get, go to jobs and get fired. Just because you got something good, if you don't have the initiative to take it to the next level, you might not make it. And that goes the same thing when it comes to Christ. You've got to have an initiative. And when they tell you to be quiet, you get louder. When they tell you to sit down, you jump up. When they try to tell you uh, to go left, you go right. Because you've got to have an initiative. Because you want to have that scream that's going to make Jesus stand still. And again, you can't move. You can't move in your future, wearing the clothes from your past. Anyone have anything they want to add? Elder, that was very good. That was very good. And I I love that you can't go to your future wearing the clothes from your past. Like, that is true on so many levels. On so many things, you can't. You know, when 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 you say you're saved, you you know you try to live right. You can't go back to watching things that you used to watch that not are that are not of God. You can't go back to hanging with those friends that are you know doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing and whatnot. You have to literally change and give yourself to give yourself to Christ and live for Him daily and and not pick and choose um, when you're going to be Christ-like and when you're not going to be Christ-like because each and every single day is you have to be intentional about it. And I just love this word, man. This is this is truly a good teaching today. Thanks, man. Amen. Um that was uh, Brother Bugs, amen. I, I totally agree with that. Um when I was studying this, the scripture came to mind, Elder Oliver, uh let us now therefore lay aside every weight and sin that doeth so easily beset us, and let us run uh, with patience the race that is set before us. And we know in a race, um, the best way for you to run is to have on the least amount of clothes or garments as possible. Uh, And I often use uh, the track. You never see... Uh, track runner, whether he's running the 100, the 200, the 400, the hurdle, the marathon, you never see them uh, with full clothes on. I mean, they, they, they don't have a coat on. They don't have a jacket. I mean, they have the lightest 
you know, the lightest amount of clothes possible. I mean, it's, it's the lightest thing from being naked, really. It's just the, the lightest thing. And oftentimes we try to come to Jesus and then stay with Jesus and continue in, in old habits and old ways. And, and, and we're probably all guilty. I know I am. I know I am. I mean, I've been in church my whole life, and there, there's been times where I was still trying to uh, live for Christ or whatever, but I was still trying to maintain some old habits, you know, some old ways, some old clothes, you know. And some of these habits, uh, some things may not be sinful, but it still can be a weight. And what that means is it still can weigh you down. It still can hold you up. It can prevent you or stop you from reaching your full potential. It may not be something that takes you to hell, but it could be something that 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 stunts your growth, that causes you not to to go full throttle uh, for the Lord. As we see Bartimaeus, he he turned it up. He went, you know, seemingly as if he got louder and got more boisterous and got more forceful. Because he knew that what he needed, <clears throat> what he needed, was passing by, and sometimes we in the church, there's an old song that says, "Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by." Sometimes we miss that opportunity because of the crowd. You know, the pastor or the preacher or whoever it is has may just encourage you to just praise God right now, praise Him, magnify Him right now, but because of that cloak. Okay, because of that cloak, because of the weights that you got on, you won't pick your feet up. Uh, somebody may say, well, just give the Lord a holler. Just, just scream. Just call his name real loud. And because of the crowd, you looking around to see who's going to look at you, and you miss your opportunity. You miss your opportunity. You miss your golden opportunity that if you had just obeyed what the Spirit of the Lord was saying through the man or woman of God at the time, if you had just obeyed or what or what the Spirit of God said to you. Sometimes it don't come from the pulpit. It could be the Spirit of God speaking to you. Give me a praise. Give me a shout right now. Just run. Run right now. Just lift your hands. Do it right now. But because of the crowd, because of the weights and the sin, because of the crowd, or who's going to look at us. That's why Brother Bugs has said this, you know, the new one, the newer families in our church. He's like, this is probably the first church that, that he can really say, Live out, live out their name. You know, praise Tabernacle. One, one thing we're going to do is praise. Is going, you know, going to praise God because we know He inhabits. Okay, we know He inhabits the praises of His people. So, uh, all this is real good, man. You've brought out so many points, and God knows I probably preached this several times, and and never, especially about the cloak and uh, just the garments and wearing these these garments of. Of heaviness, you know. A lot of times in the church, we got on garments of heaviness, you know, from the Amen. whatever going on on our on our jobs or going on in our family life. These are garments of heaviness, and then we bring those into the sanctuary and we leave them on. You know, generally when you walk into the house, you take your coat off. Oh man, that'll shout. That I'm gonna use that out. I got to use pick up on that. That'll shout. Generally when you come in the house. You take your coat off. You take your shoes off. No, you got to be. You need to check up if you go to bed with your hat on, with your uh, coat on, with your shirt on, with your shoes on. Uh, uh, me and my wife would have a problem if she went to bed fully dressed. Amen. Like she's uh, in her Sunday morning go worship. No, when you come in the house, you lay aside all that stuff because you understand there's safety and security. There's provision and protection in the house. And that's what we need to start doing when we come into the house of the Lord. Lay aside that stuff and let's get in here and get everything we need from the Lord. If you feel a run, run. If you feel a leap, leap. If you feel a shout, shout. Because you've laid aside the stuff that has been troubling you, bothering you, messing with you, the folks that's been picking on you all week. So then we can say, I believe, like David, and we got to have this way. He said, I was glad. Lord, help me this night. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Let's lay aside. I mean, if we need to start putting up a little coat rack, 
uh, right at the door of the church, and we may need to just start putting up and, and spiritually just take off our coats. When we walk in, take off this heavy stuff, put it up, and let's go for God like never before. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. I'm, I'm about to close. But, Bishop, there's one thing I want to say, and I want to challenge everyone. Praise Tabernacle if you're just listening wherever you go to church on Sunday. Um, and I'm going to throw it out there, and you can study it and read it. But when you read about Paul and Silas, um, when they got to jail and they were bound up, and then what bound them up was all the preaching Paul was doing. And and and, and, and he, he, he survived shipwrecks. He survived being stoned. He survived all that stuff. But he got bound when he went to jail. And a lot of times, and I shared this with the pastor the other day, and it just made me just want to shout, I'm going to get there. I'm, it's coming. But when they got to jail and he was bound up, and a lot of times people look for a word to get you out. Preaching is what got us in the situation. Preaching is what got me because the devil was trying to put him. But when you start on, praising God, on, when you start praising yeah. God, it confuses the devil. Y'all didn't hear what I said. When you start praising and worshiping the Lord, it confuses the devil, and the chains will start coming off when you start praising him. See, we didn't got into a world right now where everyone want to hear a word, this is a good word, and they, what they did is they watered down the gospel. So when you get bound up, you're looking for something, life coaches, but see, all that is fine and dandy if that's the type of church you want to be in. But thank the Lord that we can praise him and praise the change and the shackles off because the Lord, when you start praising him, you're going to go to worship. And when you go to worship, the devil can't mess with your worship. And then everything starts falling apart, and you right there, and you didn't ran all the hell out because you didn't praise God. It wasn't a word that got him out of prison. It was a praise. What's going to get you out of your situation? What's going to get you out of your situation is do your crowd control, listen for the name of Jesus, and then give him praise. Because just like Bartimaeus did, he was screaming loudly, screaming, Jesus. It wasn't that difficult. I ain't being deep tonight. I ain't trying to be all sophisticated tonight because all it takes is the scream of Jesus. But when you start screaming the name of Jesus, the, the demons start to tremble when you have the initiative to scream it so Jesus can stop and start looking for you. And when Jesus can stop and start looking for me, whether he don't do nothing else for me, the fact that he know my name, and the fact that he knows my name makes me want to shout. He ain't got to give me sight. He ain't got to heal my body. The fact that he knows my name. The question is, do Jesus know your name or do he know the name of your life coach and all that foolishness and all that watered-down gospel? Because that's what it is. Preacher said to me, like he was deep because I was teaching on Barnabas. Oh, you must not have time to study. And I thought about it. Okay, that may well have been true. But you can't study God's word because there was some stuff in here I didn't know. I didn't know you had to have a license to be a baker. I didn't know that. And because you had a license to be a baker and, and to be conformed to this world, and we know that we're not of this world we're in this world, but we're not of this world. But because you got that coat on, you represent the world. And you got church folks that represent the world coming to church, but they don't have the initiative to scream Jesus because that's going to bring about a change. David said, uh, not David, Barnabas said, Lord, have mercy on me. He didn't want to be the same way before. And I'm getting ready to close. He didn't want to be the same beggar. So the first thing he did, he threw his coat off, and he said, have mercy. Do not take your past sins with you in the morning. In fact, don't take them to bed with you tonight. Don't take the bad decisions you make to work with you tomorrow. Don't take the way you used to live and, 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 and make that the center of your life. The Lord has given us mercy on what we used to have done, and he's, he's cleaning us up when you have the initiative to call that name. I know I've been calling him. I know I made plenty of mistakes, but I know the Lord has mercy on me because he knows that I have the initiative to serve him. And I don't need the crowd's approval to know that I'm okay because he stopped 
and he's looking for me. He's looking for me right now. He's looking for you right now. He want to see if you're going to have the initiative to scream his name. Because when you do, he's going to tell you, you are healed. You are delivered. And you can go be set free. Bishop, that's all I got, Doc. That's all I got. Um, I'm at work. I didn't want to cancel. I wanted to be here because I want people to understand that Elder Oliver is not going to accept what the crowd is saying about me. And I don't need your participation or your approval to become a better me. So you can talk about me being on the side of the road all you want. Just know that coat, I don't have it no more. It's not even on me. And you can try to put it on me. You can try to say this and say that. It has no effect because Jesus has stood still and he has blessed me. The fact that I can work tonight and be able to share the gospel the way that he wants me to share it. It may not be pleasing to people who's listening to it, but I tell you what, I got people just because that was my cue, just because um, the Lord is on my side. Bishop, I'm going to turn it over to you so you can do the offering and get us out of here. (laughs) Oh, man, good job. Good job. Great job. You know what? Bro, you you know I don't know who that other preacher was, but high high level, amen. Great great job. It was one of your old disciples, and, Doc. It was one of your old disciples, but we gonna leave that alone. <laughs> I told you I'm going public with everything, Doc. I'm going public with everything. They're never gonna be done in private, and they can run tell that. <laughs> Oh, man, great. <laughs> God uses the foolish things and, or the simple things to confound the wise. You know, the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it, it saves from the guttermost to the utmost. And sometimes things that we think are minimum, I bet it wasn't minimum to Bartimaeus. And a lot of us, our faith is at the level where Bartimaeus' faith is. If you read that last, I'm going to read that again. Ed Oliver did read it, but it, it blessed me, that verse 52. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Jesus told him to go his way. And he followed Jesus in the way. In other words, don't don't forget, don't forget what God has done for you. Okay, don't forget. Old folks sung a song said, "I made a vow to the Lord, and I won't take it back." And some of us we made vows, and just as sure as Peachtree goes through Buckhead, we done took it back, done ran over it, and done crushed it and everything. But He followed Him. Remember what God has done, man. This this was great. Uh, this was a great word on tonight. It may seem simple to some, but it spoke volume because it's the gospel. It's the gospel. And there. And let's just be honest. There, there's no preacher that don't have something in the tank, that don't have something that he can go to that he knows. Okay, so any, any preacher, you know, especially if you're preaching as much as we are, Okay, some of us we're preaching several times throughout the week and several <clears throat> several times throughout the month. Okay, and you just never know that word that just may seem simple to you is the right word for someone that's listening. And I know that there's somebody that's listening tonight that can see how parallel their life is to blind Bartimaeus. He's no longer blind Bartimaeus. He once was blind, but now he sees. Great job. Great job, Elder Oliver. Great job. All right. Uh, before we give the offering information, I've already sent excuse me, I've already sent my offering in for tonight uh, to extended arms. Uh, but anyone on the panel um, that would like to give any final words on, uh, on tonight, anyone on the panel that would like to give final words on tonight? Um, I'll say something tonight. Um, 
great lesson. I enjoyed that. It was such a such a blessing. And um it's it's so many nuggets that I got out of this message. Um this wonderful message <laughs> tonight. But I remember um this similar to something a lot that Elder Oliver um said on tonight. Um you know, in regards to what what are you doing to get to get the Lord's attention? You know, what 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 are you what are you what are you doing? <laughs> are you doing anything to get um his attention? And so when I was speaking on Sunday how I was talking about Jarius, um I think that's how you say his name, Jarius, um, he heard or, you know, saw Jesus and he came to Jesus and he I mean, he fell at his feet pleading for Jesus to come to heal, um, to lay his hands on uh, his daughter, if if that, you know, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but to my knowledge and reading it, that's what was going on. But on his way, you know, he had enough time to stop because somebody was desperate and had to get to Jesus. Are you desperate? And, Elder Oliver, I encourage you, no, this isn't the time to be quiet. This isn't time to take a break. If any time, now is the time because you have so many unbelievers that's out there that's suffering with, um, you know, with illnesses in their body. So you don't know who you will come across. What if you decide to say, well, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm just going to chill. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to take a break. I'm not going to do this, not going to do that. But then there's someone out here that, that's dying, that's, that's nearly having to go to uh, what is it chemo and do uh, radiate all these things because their body is dying but you can be that hope that hope that light that they see so y'all be encouraged on tonight scream shout run do whatever you have to do to get the Lord's attention God bless y'all thank you thank you lady Zachary thank you that was awesome that was awesome all right, anyone else? I know we heard from Brother Bugs earlier. Is there anyone else on the panel on tonight? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Well, as we stated, we know the Tobers are uh, probably still out of town. We know that they are definitely normally on and participating. So we we thank God for the Word of God and for the man of God May the Lord bless you, Elder Oliver, and uh, strengthen and heal your body. We believe in God with you, praying God, praying to God with you and for you that he will heal your body. We know he's able, as, and as you stated and testified, he's did it before. He's did it before, and we know if he did it before, then certainly he can do it again. All right, offering information on tonight. If you'd like to be a blessing to our extended arms ministry, you can do so. Uh, cash app is dollar sign E-A ministry. Once again, dollar sign E-A ministry. And you can, whatever the Lord lays on your heart for our two tonight offering, if you would like to give something, a generous donation to extended arms, you can do so. Excuse me. Also to our uh, local church. Praise Tabernacle Church. Uh, you can give your offering there tonight at dollar sign PTC 877. Once again, dollar sign PTC 877. And may the Lord bless you real good. Uh, just a quick update. Uh, we did have a meeting on Sunday. You know, we announced it. Had already announced it last week, but officially over the floor and we've heard from so many other pastors and churches just in the last couple of days that are are dealing with issues of, of having to relocate. And uh, a lot of these churches, the rent, the buildings and different things is going up. And we're just praying for just everybody. Like I say, wow, um, we was announcing that Sunday we had some commenting and saying, you know, reporting back to us that their churches are doing the same thing. So we're praying for the other ministries that God will uh, lead and guide them where their next step is. And uh, we had such a promising meeting on Sunday, uh, and we're just waiting and, and seeing what the Lord says, if that's the right way, and we're still uh, doing our due diligence. Uh, got another church that we got to meet with. Um, 
so we just we just thank God, thank God we we do have time, <clears throat> and we're not in such a rush to have to make a decision. So y'all continue to keep that lifted, lifted up in prayer. Uh, thank God for all of you, those that was able to uh, give on Sunday. As we stated, I haven't did that in it's been a few years or so, where we had a goal in mind and we pretty much raised it right then and there and. We did, uh, we, amen, we we did it. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Praise Tabernacle. Even our viewers, our supporters on Facebook, several several matched us and and, uh, gave uh, what we was asking, what we was challenging, uh, not even just asking. So, and then those that was was live, those that was live and in person, thank you so much. Amen. We know we can do it. God has always, always, every need. I can't speak for other pastors, but I can speak for myself. Every need we have ever met or ever needed, every need we've ever needed, God has met. God has supplied all our need according to his riches and glory. So there's no sense in thinking he's not going to do it this time around. Okay, so we're grateful. We're thankful on tonight as we get ready to leave this place but never God's present. We're going to say a word of prayer. Uh, see us Sunday morning if the Lord delay is coming. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. We're going to be preaching, if the Lord's will, from the subject, You Got Served. You Got Served. Okay, we're going to be preaching from that subject, if the Lord delay is coming on Sunday morning. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity uh, just to hear your word and be a participant in the teaching of your word, but we know that everything is going down but the word of God. Dave declared, God's word, if I hid in my heart that I might not sin against him. It's a lamp, lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And we just thank you for the word on tonight. And, God, we pray that you would touch these bodies, those that are sick and afflicted among us, as that you just touch, heal, and deliver as only you can. We know that you are the Lord thy God that healeth thee. And you still got healing in your wings. You still got healing in your hand. And we ask that your healing virtue, your healing hand, will go out, touch, heal, and deliver these under the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus, as we leave this place, and of your presence, and leave this service, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. God bless you.